Welcome into the Sun Devil Source Report podcast. I'm your host, Rob Warner, and today's episode continues a series of off-season interviews Sun Devil Source publisher Chris Cartman has recently conducted with Arizona State football coaches. Today, you'll hear his interview with ASU first-year co-defensive coordinator Marvin Lewis, formerly the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals for a franchise record 16 seasons through 2018. Lewis joined ASU last year as a special advisor to his good friend and head coach, Herm Edwards. He served as the team's interim defensive backs coach during ASU's victory over Florida State in the 2019 Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl and was promoted to co-defensive coordinator along with linebackers coach Antonio Pierce following the season after the departures of Danny Gonzalez and Tony White. Lewis and Pierce are transitioning ASU's scheme away from their previous 3-3-5 look to a more traditional 4-3 defense that is similar to what he ran at times with the Bengals. Lewis holds the Bengals franchise record for career wins as a coach with 131, as well as playoff appearances with seven and division titles with four. His seven playoff appearances with Cincinnati equals the number the club had in 35 seasons prior to his arrival. A former all-conference linebacker at Idaho State from 1978 to 1980, Lewis began his coaching career at his alma mater, coaching linebackers from 1981 to 1984. He took the same job leading linebackers at Long Beach State and then New Mexico before getting his start in the NFL coaching the position for the Pittsburgh Steelers in 1991. In this podcast, Lewis gives his thoughts on the defensive personnel he's inherited and discusses how ASU's new defensive scheme will be similar to the defenses he's led during his NFL career. He also describes what the opportunity to come back and work within college football has been like alongside his longtime friend, Herm Edwards. The voice you hear next is Cartman, followed by Lewis. Joined now by Marvin Lewis, Arizona State co-defensive coordinator. Of course, a lot of people will know him as a former NFL head coach. Coach, how you doing out there? I'm great. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Um, so this thing is, uh, to me, I, I never expected to see you again as a as a defensive coordinator at the college game. Um, did you think, even when you started talking to Herm, and agreed to become an analyst uh, prior to last year that, that this was uh, a possibility that might happen? Uh, no, <laughs> I really didn't. Uh, okay. You know, I, uh, the role that Herm kind of outlined um, for me a year ago, and uh, he and Ray had both spoke to me about prior to that, and uh, was just to come in and be in supportive of everything that they're trying to do uh, with raising coaches up, uh, developing the players and, and be a part of, uh, as they call it, the pro model, so that we're not only preparing the players, but we're preparing the coaches for opportunities beyond. Right. And and so just kind of give me your perspective on uh, how much time you actually watch college football at all during your long NFL career and if it, if it feels a lot different now versus uh, when you left college football, I guess it was around the, the very early 90s, uh, to go into the NFL and, and just your perspective on that. Well, it's way different now. We'll start with that. Uh, it really is way different. And uh, I mean, you'd probably say the NFL game has changed as well. But right. um, I think as far as my exposure to college football is, is you know, I'm, I'm a, a coach's person. So in my time in the NFL, any time I could get out and go look at college players to evaluate for the draft, I would always go in early. I would try and have the opportunity if they were practicing spring football uh, to watch spring ball, to watch the players, uh, many friends in coaching, and uh, just watch guys coach uh, was really important for me. 
and uh, so I would do that as much as I could uh, all the time, you know, with Urban Meyer uh, down Dan Mullins, Florida, um, you know, Chip Kelly, UCLA, a lot of places where I would go in and, and spend the day uh, with these coaches. And, uh, you know, so um, – and then last year being here, being with Danny Gonzalez and, and the staff uh, really gave me uh, an inside look of where college football has, has gone. Yeah, and and the NFL game, too, as you said, has changed so much. Um, You look at, of course, Cliff Kingsbury locally, someone who just, you know, ran his offense, uh, you know, and made some changes for the NFL, of course. But that transition, uh, you know, the air raid or whatever you want to call it, you have uh, the way that the Ravens have built their offense around Lamar Jackson. The Chiefs have um, great offensive minds and have evolved uh, with Patrick Mahomes. Um, I, I was fascinated to watch how uh, Seattle uh, defended 10 personnel uh, last year um, where they kind of were still on their base stuff defensively. Um, so do you feel like, do you feel like that uh, the defense has sort of, uh, you know, evolved to, to the, to the, a lot of this air raid stop stuff, this, uh, one back, you know, no tight end type stuff that's happening. What's kind of like, uh, what's kind of like the way the, the 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 current sort of view of how that that balance dynamic has sort of uh, shifted? Well, that's that's basically third down offense in National Football League. It's been that way forever. We've mm-hmm. gone through the K gun. We've gone through run and shoot. So we've had these these offensive philosophies, these offensive plans forever and ever. That hasn't changed one bit. And uh, the difference is the NFL spends all day trying to shoot you down, uh, you know, and, and the guys on defense happen to be all, sometimes better athletes than what you're playing with on the other side of the ball. So I think that's the difference is everybody on, on, in the NFL is trying to knock your quarterback out, and uh, that's just part of their mindset. They're going to knock the quarterback down as much as they can, so you better be prepared for that. And, uh, you know, and they spend the entire offseason figuring you out. Some some people have told me scouts uh, coaches have said that the NFL they're they're going to give you a little bit more cushion on the perimeter uh, and keep everything under and in front. Whereas uh, in the college game they're going to really press you up a lot more aggressively and make you be able to connect over the top uh, defensively. Do you, do you do you agree with that or how do you see that perspective? Well, I think that depends on your strength on defense and your strength on offense. But right. but certainly your strength on defense, if your strength is coverage and you feel like the quarterback on the other side of the ball cannot get that ball into all areas of the field, then you're going to have to make them make the tough throws all the time. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's really important. The success, you know, we had last year defensively, uh, you know, Danny did a great job making quarterbacks have to beat you. Mm-hmm. So as you guys shift uh, defensively to what, you and Antonio are putting together, um, how well suited is your personnel that you've inherited to be able to do that? And then what are the keys in recruiting? I would imagine getting more defensive ends, uh, just kind of building your depth up front would be part of that. Yeah, and a lot of the scheme that was used before, um, the the height part and the the length up front was not as much a premium. And Mm -hmm. uh, now we're we're making that shift, as you said, uh, to making that a premium. And in Arizona State, just like we can recruit the great secondary players, uh, we can recruit great down guys. And and that's the thing is we're, we're uh, the guys have done a great job of, of identifying those guys, 
guys, and now we just got to get them, continue to get them signed and brought to Tempe. Mm-hmm. So as you evaluated, you know, self-scouted throughout last year, what did you think about where the, the talent level was at, uh, you know, compared to what maybe, you know, you expected coming into the job? Well, I, I think from the start, from the time I started, because I was such a virgin view of everything, you know, uh, literally at this point last season, I had not even stepped into that building, uh, you know, as a uh, working yet, because I didn't come on until after Memorial Day. So mm-hmm. uh, the thing about it is I was able to take a, a just a clean view of everything and to understand uh, what the players were being asked to do and so forth and then evaluate the players. And I really felt like there was a lot of strength uh, in the secondary, a lot of ability to cover. Uh, in addition to that, you add Jack Jones into there, um, uh, um, Ryan, or, uh, Jordan, yeah. Jordan Clark, yeah. you know, and and then the the twins, the the Markhams, uh, the young guys, Willie Hart, who came on last year, and you feel really pretty good about uh, where you are with the ability, with the secondary talent, and so forth of the guys that I watched. Uh, in comparison to where we are uh, now. so And then the linebackers, they got great experience. You know, that group of young guys who played, you know, as freshmen, now they're going into their third seasons. And uh, so you really feel good about uh, uh, where things are. Jermaine Lole, um, uh, DJ, those guys up front, what they've done. Um, you know, Shannon Wright, or Stephon Wright, Shannon. Uh, the, all these guys, you know, uh, you know, I think if we, we, we simplify things as we're going to do and, and make it, a, uh, you know, uh, make them more vertical players, they feel good about things and we feel good about where they are. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. How, how do you, uh, at the same time, sort of simplify while also keeping offenses and quarterbacks, uh, you know, off balance, unprepared, Give them pictures that they um, they they are they don't know what's exactly going to happen pre-snap. Well, it is just it, it is very it's simple. It, it actually um, for the players it's made you know a lot of their jobs, uh, their responsibilities a little bit easier, and uh, you know there's not as much variance of it. Uh, you know we're trying to eliminate the gray area of things. Uh, that's the biggest thing to me in coaching all the time is you want to try and eliminate the gray area. You don't want to have guys not knowing exactly what they're doing once their key tells them and the ball is snapped. And so we're trying to really do a great job of that uh, to eliminate those things. Mm-hmm. How, how similar would you say uh, that what you're going to do this year is to things that you've done at the NFL level? Are we gonna, is this going to be 70 80% more of, of what your defense has been in the past? Yeah, it's going to be, you know, very similar to, to, to what we did in, in the National Football League. I mean, you, you, you play third down defense all the time. Now, it'll have mm-hmm. to change by opponent. You know, some of the opponents we play in the conference uh, present more uh, tight end sets and things like that. So uh, it, it'll be, a, you know, a kind of a, a mix of things. And, and we'll still have, uh, you know, the one thing the guys know is they know the ability to put the three down guys and the spinner with the linebacker and so forth. So some of those things that way. Mm-hmm. The, the, the wider hash marks in the college game. Um, a lot of, a lot of coaches, you know, they, they orientate to the, uh, to field and boundary uh, partly as a result of that, right. To play the strengths of personnel. Yes, correct. Right. So 
like when you got you guys are not going to be doing that as far as what it looked like at least in the in spring playing left and right ends and and all that so are there are there challenges associated with that with the the, the college game having the wider hashes with your personnel well, really it is it's a it's a it's a good adjustment and something that you know that uh you know coming back into college football after being out of it for 27 years uh was something good to see last year and and I think it's something you have to have ability to do, no question. Yeah, so what are the keys that you would say to making sure that you're handling that well? Well, I think just the ability to, uh, you know, we have the flexibility in what we're doing to be able to play field and boundary defense, field and boundary pressure, and that's going to be a part of what we do. So what's this challenge been like for you at this point in time in your career and just how it feels emotionally uh, to take on at this juncture? Well, it's been fun. You know, it really has been. It's been uh, it's been fun. Uh, my ability to get back with Antonio and, and to, to, to see him uh, after having the opportunity to coach him and around him last year. Uh, the fact that we add Rob, Rob Rodriguez, who's a great young coach, um, and then bringing on Chris Hawkins, another just uh, guy that's going to be a, a superstar in coaching. Uh, really impressed with him. So yeah. I'm excited uh, about the whole opportunity, and, and all I can do is, uh, uh, you know, I'm excited about coaching. That's one thing is I missed coaching last year, and yeah. now I'm getting a chance to coach again. You know, you don't know what you want to do when you so-called retire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, I, I, I did the TV thing. I did the loops of going to ESPN. I did the NFL Network. I did the broadcasting stuff. And, you know, so I got a chance to do a lot of things. Yeah. So, and what's it? What What is it like being a part of Herm staff at this level? Uh, there's There's so much diversity in this group, and you know, not not just in terms of uh, you know people who are of different uh, backgrounds, but also the ages are are, yeah. are all all over the place. It's it's uh, unique to anything that I've covered uh, in, in college sports. What's it What's it like? Well, it is great. You know, last year just being there. First off, you feel the energy in the building as soon as you walk in. You know, mm-hmm. you feel the great energy the building has. And then from there, uh, just being around, watching the Kevin Mawai, Derek Hagan, uh, watching them grow as coaches, you know. And, and they weren't coaching on the field except for in the summer camps. And so yeah. I got a chance to experience them there. And, and so really it's been a lot of fun. Uh, Dave Christensen is a fine, fine football coach. Uh, Sean Iguana, so – uh, it, it's just been great to get to know the guys on both sides of the ball, uh, the strength staff and everything we do down there with sports science. Uh, you know, it, it's just how the, the players are taken care of. It, it, it's just an incredible experience. Yeah, do you see this as something that um, is almost like a mission in some respects, that the ability to help, uh, you know, other African-American coaches? Because I saw your comments about that floated proposal that was never going to happen obvious I, I think obviously about you know giving teams uh draft you know draft benefits for you know hiring minorities it didn't really make a lot of sense to me but at the same time it is something that that matters and, and has been a, a problem at the nfl level so do you view just um you know working on this type of an staff and 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 maybe others doing this sort of thing as a way to uh populate uh, the game with a lot more coaches that are going to be able to have staying power and prominence. I, I hope so. 
I, I hope that I've been able to do that, and uh, and I will continue to be able to do that. And then with us, you know, bringing Donnie Henderson in as an analyst now, uh, it's another guy that was on my staff in Baltimore that was a coordinator for her, coordinator uh, in the NFL, and position coach in the NFL for a long time. And, and he has that vision to help develop these young coaches, but also to help bring our players forward as they, uh, you know, these the differences. When I was in college football before, the NFL was the unspoken word. Now these kids, they come to campus, they expect to be out in three seasons and into the NFL. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so the expectation level has risen so much from, you know, where it's happened over the last 25-plus years. Yeah. The the amount that you have to work with the players time-wise as far as the NCAA rules, that's a lot different than than the pro game, obviously, and it's kind of limiting. Do you feel like simplifying things on defensively is going to help and and how – how much of an issue was only getting half of the spring ball in? I, I know you're going over a lot of things on Zoom, and guys can study what they've already done and all that. Where would you say that you're at, you know, with those sort of things? Well, we feel really good where we're at. I mean, there was just a couple of other things we were going to, to hit on the field that we really didn't get to. We didn't get to, to some of the field and boundary stuff uh, that we, we've done a couple times through on Zoom now, and uh, this coach has been through on Zoom. So, and some of the stuff that uh, put extra training on the field. So so that was the other thing. And, and so we'll be able to catch up on that and, and do that because, you know, you don't need to overspend time on things uh, until the opponent, but we do want to introduce some different things uh, to that and, and some of our, our some more exotic tools that you can use uh, versus offensive front. So, uh, but we feel good about our base stuff. And, yes, you do have to be very, very simple because you are limited in time. And, and we're really trying to teach these guys how to study, how to watch tape, and how to take notes. And that's so important is that we really do a great job of teaching them studying how to do that all the time. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I have, you know, I have one last question, Coach. Uh, last spring, uh, Jake Daniels, as a freshman, he threw only one interception in, in 15 practices. Incredible. It was a fourth down, fourth, <laughs> fourth down scenario. I've never seen anything like it, right? Right. And, and this spring, as you guys were installing new offenses and new defenses, there were there were a lot more interceptions. Um, you know, I would say more more like a normal amount that, that you would maybe see. Um, how much of that do you think is, you know, maybe what you guys are doing defensively that, from a wrinkle standpoint, what they were doing offensively? Do you think it was coincidental, random for two years? What what do you make of that? Well, I think it's. Uh, you know, like anything else, it's probably comics. I think Jaden is very confident with the football. And, yeah. uh, and that's the thing that's the difference. We've got man-to-man principles and we've got zone principles. And our guys deciphering the difference and then allowing it there, you know, when it's zone principles, their eyes and so forth to work in that way. When it's man-to-man principles, making them make tight throws. So mm-hmm. it's a combination of things. And, and the ability of our guys to get pushed up into that pocket, up into the quarterback's face, uh, is really important in our defensive line, understanding those principles and, and really applying that. So I, I, I think it's been a combination of things, Jaden being a little bit more aggressive uh, things, uh, you know, and they've got great passing concepts over there on offense, which is really cool. So it's really been uh, – it was a lot of great work for us all spring working against our offense with the motions and the movement. I mean, literally every play, somebody on offense is moving. Yeah, and so that causes us to be able to to really uh, teach our guys 
the understanding of playing defense at this level of college football and what it's going to take and our ability to be disciplined and our eyes have to work. Yeah. Now you just get, made me think of one more thing I had to ask was just um, that Zach Hill's offense, um, you know, it, it, there's a lot, a lot to it as far as like what they can do, the movements, the ability to try to get defense to, to uh, give away what, what it's doing. Uh, you know, how, how impressive do you think that that style of, of play, that offense is going to be uh, once you guys get it to where you want it to be? I, you know, I'm really impressed with it. You know, when, when Herm, you know, mentioned that, uh, you know, he thought Zach would be a candidate and, and, you know, asked me to take a look at what they did on offense in Boise uh, last year, you know. Um, so, uh, you know, he got a thumbs up from me from what I saw and impressed I was with not only the variation but also the utilization of personnel. Uh, yeah. I, and, and I thought that was, uh, you know, so I was impressed with that. And I've been completely impressed with Zach uh, once Herm hired him and we spend the time together that we do. Um, you know, even now when we're having the social distance, uh, <laughs> we stand in each other's doorway and, you know, and, and I'm able to, you know, uh, we're able to go through things and, uh, you know, talk about once we get back and get together where we are. But he's ultra organized, uh, really impressive. And, and he, you know, and he's constantly trying to get better. Uh, you know, he's asked to, for me to put him in touch with different people around the NFL uh, and so forth, so he can bounce some questions off of them. Mm. And, and so I'm just so impressed with him uh, as, a, as a, obviously a young coach, but a very accomplished coach already. Oh, that's very informative. Well, thank you so much, Coach. I appreciate your time. We hope you enjoyed our interview with Lewis, and you can also read the Q&A on Sun Devil Source, as well as other reporting we'll have on the team's defensive units this offseason. Be on the lookout in your feeds for the rest of our position coach interviews in the weeks to come. Thank you for tuning in. Akuna Matata.